it's one of those weeks again where we just saw each other a couple days ago, but the audience has not heard our voices in a month, maybe? Is has that it really? Has it, has it been a month? I think so. Well, because so let's catch you uh, catch the audience up to speed. So this is episode fifty six. Mm-hmm. Uh, our previous episode fifty five, uh, I believe, was at the beginning of August, and then we never did an episode two weeks after that because I was traveling for work reasons. I was in the southwest for some college fairs and stuff, uh, and you were just uh, living it up on Virginia Beach. Yeah, I did take another vacation. Yeah. Yeah, forgot about that one. What's that about? Take a take a lot of vacations, but uh, none of them with me. You didn't invite huh. me to the Southwest. Well, that was work. V- going to the beach is work, dude. Are you kidding me? I got to put on <laughs> okay. sunscreen four times, four times a day. I have to make sure I'm finding the only shade on the beach. That is work. Well, I guess I can't argue with that. Nope. Also, I'm gonna apologize again on the offset here. Brownie again in the room chewing his loudest bone very loudly. So hopefully, I cut that out. And and enough, I'm but you may hear it. I'm eating a cookie, so I'm kind of counteracting yeah. that. You know, <laughs> there's also I don't know why this is. Maybe some listeners uh, who live in Huntingdon might know this, but the I believe it's the Stone Church. Uh, they have been ringing their bells a lot. And by a lot, I mean, like, they do the hourly Every, and oh, the 15 minutes 15 and minute, the 30 yeah. minutes and the 45. Yeah. They do it all day. Well, that, that's and that's what they used to do, out of nowhere. right? They used to do that. Maybe they're I, signaling I that so. congregations to come back. I don't know. I'd have to reach out. Maybe Becca would know. Maybe. I. Yeah, maybe. I feel like I talked to her. It came up when she was around this weekend. We had a lot of friends in town this weekend. And I feel like it came up. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Very interesting. But you may hear that throughout the episode on the occasion. I just heard it right now because it is 9 p.m. Whoa. So. Late. Yeah. I'm missing a crew game for this, so this better be good. I just got back from a soccer game, so I'm already half asleep. Were you playing? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, before we get into our topics and stuff, um, Penn State men's uh, soccer and women's soccer... Let's go, man. Get some listeners yeah. together. Let's go hang out. It's a it's a let's, fantastic time. Let's also go to some Juniata games. I want to go some go to some Juniata games this year. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. We can do that. Though I'm pretty sure it's soccer worldwide now since the the I guess the euro dipped below the dollar. Is that the newest <laughs> soccer meme? <laughs> well, there there was one story. So there's uh this is the soccer podcast now, but uh so in the uh Premier League, which is the uh top league in England, which I which is where I follow Tottenham Hotspur. Uh there's a team in the Premier League called Leeds United mm-hmm. that is basically Team USA mm-hmm. because they have a head coach named Jesse Marsh. They have uh two starting players, Tyler Adams and Brennan Aronson, who've been doing really well. Uh, and he was wait, Aaron, was that guy? Was he from the Union or Philadelphia? Uh, Aronson was, yeah, yeah Aronson, was, yeah, okay, the Union. That's what I thought. Um, I, I think he went from Union to RB Leipzig in Germany, and then Leeds. Uh, mm. I think. Very um, cool. I know Tyler Adams was in Germany and then made the move, but I'm uh-huh. not sure about Aronson. And these path, these but, uh, and these guys play on the U.S. Men's National Team, I think. They, At least Aronson yeah, do. does, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Adams does for sure as well. He's kind of like. 
like I think Aronson has become more well known of a name in mm. recent years, whereas Adams has been up there with like Pulisic and McKenney as oh, okay, yeah, you know, the the rising stars. Um, but all that to say, uh, <laughs> there's a, a press conference with Jesse Marsh, the American coach, who uh, they were facing Chelsea, who had their team, their coach got a red card uh-huh. uh, in a game, which typically means that you know you can't play in the next match. Uh, and so Jesse Marsh did a really uh, like dry kind of uh, pointed or sarcastic press conference. He's like, I mean, I don't know what it's like here, but in America, you get a red card and you can't play the next game. Football, mm. soccer, whatever it is. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. It, was, it was awesome. I think yeah. that's the day it became soccer world ri- worldwide. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah. But uh, we, we digress. I think we should change no. this to a soccer podcast. That's all I know. What we just talked about is all I know in, in soccer. <laughs> so <clears throat> that's, all, that's all you get. Well, that's the sell is you oh, get me oh, sure. okay. who almost knows something with you who probably still knows more than me. <laughs> But uh, oh, that's exactly what the world needs. Two blokes, no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. Going at it. Hey, maybe it'd be fun. Maybe yeah. it'd be fun. But that's not what we're here today that's for. That's what most right? podcasts are, so. Well, yeah, especially this one. So, um <laughs> uh Jacob, it's been a it's been a month or so. Um I think yeah. what we want to do today, uh real brief, we don't have to spend too much time, but uh I think we should pull ourselves together, you know. Figure out what kind of projects we've been working on, uh, give a quick update, uh, and I don't know, go from there. And you know, we we promised ourselves, and we made some some uh, I guess some goals and such uh, that we may need to re up our deadline. Uh, but oh that's gosh. that's like our usual thing. I mean, that's yeah, our usual. I don't thing. even remember. I don't think we set any hard deadlines. Oh no, we definitely recently. did. Yeah, we did. We said you were going to write a certain amount of pages and, and then we were going to start producing something. Uh, I hey, can, no, I, I we, we said just whenever we get back to the, that series, we never gave ourselves a deadline for that. I was very intentional and not give a uh, deadline for Jacob, that. we need to get something out of you, man. We got to get some writing. I'm working on it. Okay. I like to hear that. That's well, good. We'll get into it, but I'm, I'm slowly but surely working on it. Okay. Okay. Uh, speaking of which... Do you want to give us an update on what you're working on, um, where you're stalling, or where you need momentum, or where you're gaining momentum? Uh, yeah. Like, these are three three things that myself and, of course, our friend group, and then maybe even listeners can help support and and you know be excited about certain things moving forward. So so what's what's sort of your 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 update? We've been silent for a month. The world needs to hear what you've been doing. What you've been up to? Yeah. The world. Yep. They, the galaxy. Uh, well, so here, here's my thing. And okay. This, where I'm at, and this is even kind of not embarrassing, but I'm nervous to talk about it okay. uh, on a recorded setting because it's one of those cases where it's like, what if it doesn't happen? Which is kind of true of our entire show. Oh, yeah. Where we that talk is our about show. things that, that don't happen. But this is especially, this is like personal goals. Like, I want this to happen or I will be sad. Okay. Uh, kind of thing. Uh, and we talked about this uh, over the weekend. But I am trying to put together a portfolio for grad school applications right. so that I can go and get a master's uh, of fine arts in writing for film and television or something of that ilk. Uh, And so 
basically what I'm trying to do is get this bit out of me. We've talked about loser ad nauseum, and there is the specific section in my overall mind plans for loser, this uh, series that I've been working on, where there's the specific bit that I think would be great as a, uh, like, 15 pages to submit as my portfolio, because most of these grad school applications, they're not asking for, you know, a huge long thing. They're saying 15 pages max, just give us a writing sample. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I could submit something from Why Men. I could submit something from Loser that I've already already written, uh, and I I very well could. Maybe I'll one day, uh, like this week, go back and read what I have written and be like, no, no, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just this this bit uh, that I think would give my voice, uh, let my voice come across really well. Uh, if I can do it well, that is, uh, but yeah, that's, I'm just, I'm stuck on that and, and just the growing, I'm trying to get this done as soon as I can, but also this is when work for me is ramping up, uh, because the academic year is starting and I'm in a couple weeks, I'm going to be back out on the road just like I did this time last year when Mm -hmm. we had to take a break and stuff like that. So it's about to get even crazier uh, right right and and so i mean we talked it you were trying to convince me to well if you don't mind not worry do, about it well do you mind if we we chat a little bit about what we were talking about or or do we want to kind of shy away from that no yeah go for it so so just to recap a little bit of what we were chatting about we were over at jbc you know having a good time having a nice drink and stuff um and a couple of the things that you know i was trying to make sure uh, with you is is that you know the work that you're doing uh and that you've previously done i i mean again i this is my own opinion so maybe you know whatever somebody else can back me up or say no you're completely wrong but here's the thing um the i think within those applications the work that you've done is probably more so uh you know it's probably fine it's probably good enough and i and i don't know if you uh, really need to be focusing on creating something completely new with that added stress. Now you're working, you're not just a full-time student. Uh, and we talked about both sides, you know, so there's this idea that you have this whole like short film that you created. You have a couple little snippets of sketches that you've already created and they're good. It's good work. And this is exactly what they're looking for. Just a snippet of your writing. I mean, heck, 15 pages or less. So they're looking at, you know, one section of a couple of scenes from Wyman. Or they're looking at the beginning of an of a sketch uh, of Loser. Or they're looking at, you know, right? A variety of these things. They're just looking to see if you can write. If you can pull together thoughts and make it seem plausible to pull together into a TV show or something like that. Now, the opposite side of that which is what we discussed was having this be sort of like a school like scenario, which is where you excelled in, though it was stressful, right? School like meaning college, like meaning you have, you know, lots on your plate, you're trying to get through it all. But but the motivation at the end is the grade, right? To have created something and then to have gotten a good grade or gotten feedback, you know, uh, you know, critical stuff that, you know, we can look at, right? And so potentially this puts you in that same position that you haven't been in the past couple of years because you've been you've been out of school. It puts you in this position where you have a, sort of a deadline. You have something that 
uh, is weighing on your shoulders to complete. And that may just be the little swift kick in the butt to say, hey, instead of watching WandaVision, I'm going to <laughs> throw back. I'm going to uh, try to nail out a couple of these papers. And we've talked about this extensively, but it's always just hard to sit down and start. Right. Same yeah. with the gym, same with running, same with, you know, all that stuff. It's always hard to sit down and start. And then once you get those juices flowing, once you continue to start seeing how things start to piece together, yeah. that's when it, that's when the magic really occurs. So this is where we have a conundrum, right? We're in a pickle. Do we take that motivation? Do we take this as a blessing at this stressful time where your work is ramping up? Right, your work is ramping up, and you're trying to put something else on the on your plate that you want to feel confident about. Right, because this is what's getting you into school. Or yeah. do you rely on and trust your previous work that you put a lot of time and energy in to get you into this school? Because once you're in the school, you're going nonstop. You're going to be having to use that motivation to continue to allow you to write, to continue to right. allow you to create things. So you're going to be in this spot again. It's just a matter yeah. of, is it time for the new stuff to build out what you've been thinking? It's all in your head now. Or is it time to rely on something that you've done? Actually allow yourself to use some of the material that you spent time, energy, blood, sweat, and tears on to create, not only just to hone your skills, right? Because that's what you were doing during that, but to also have it be useful outside of like in a, in a, you know, um, what am I trying to say? Like in a, like a pragmatic way, it's not just a soft skill that you learned or a hard skill that you learned. You actually have a tact, tactile piece of evidence that you can use. Yeah. And so that's kind of what our conversation was. And we didn't really come to a conclusion and that really no. has to come from your gut, like your gut feeling has to be what you go with. And I think this is a great talking uh like a topic because this is a real thing that a lot of other people may be trying to experience or experiencing maybe outside of the creative realm but still like this is a real feeling do i rely on something do i trust myself that that's good enough or do i have to take this motivation now to move forward push forward and create something new it's just yeah it's a really incredible and overwhelming overwhelming time to be trying to do stuff like that right yeah. And I think where I would lean is like, yeah, I could use Wyman, I could use whatever, but I feel like I am doing myself a disservice. I mean, who knows what the bar is that these people reading the applications are right. looking for. Uh, and I just feel like I'm doing myself a disservice by doing something that uh, I don't think is my best work. And, uh, like, obviously, I'm proud of Wyman. I'm proud uh -huh. of how all of that came together. But for some reason, when I look back on it, I still think of it as my college thing. Sure. Uh, sure. Well, I guess maybe. here's the other thing that I'll push you on. Uh, and I think, think this is the good stuff, Jacob. This is the good stuff. So <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push you on this. Do you yeah. think post-graduation that you have matured as a writer and that what you are creating now is actually going to be better? Like, Deep down, do you have those feelings? I think so. Okay. Uh, I think because I, since Wyman, I've been able to 
use that experience uh, in helping me grow in idea generation, in just the writing process as a mm-hmm. whole. Uh, and I don't want to use the word amateurish, uh, even though it, it might be. But for some reason, like just because I use so many of my like so much of of why men was pulled from my thoughts and experiences. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to come across as oh this guy just wrote something that's loosely adapted from his inner monologue. Uh I want to actually be able to have something that uh has a little bit more depth to it, I guess. Okay. I might be selling myself short, but I think you um, are selling yourself short. Absolutely. Because I think truly the best stories, especially the stories that are written, uh, you know, by some folks that I know, right. I truly think the best stories are the ones where the, the writer is connecting with lived experiences with, you know, right. So I think those are the best stories because those rely on the audience to also feel that connection. And when you're writing like in a genuine fashion, like this is authentic writing, authentic, like you've experienced this, you can put the right words down for what it means. And there you are, 10, 20, 30 people in the audience, they can experience that because you know, they know you're not faking. So I know this is a little bit of like extrapolating from the different things that you've done, but specifically for Wyman and Loser, I think these are, you are still more, more than allowed to incorporate feelings and emotion yeah. and stuff that you're generating, right? Yeah, I, I and I, I agree with that. I think we've talked about it a little bit just throughout the the podcast. Uh, I just, I guess, maybe it's hard for me to put into words, but maybe it's just the idea of writing something about college while I was in college. Yeah, something and you about know what? that. Just and, and everyone does like that. Right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people do that. So I can certainly see how that would be sort of like a turnoff to, to things. But I also think, Jacob, yeah, I also think that uh, post-college, especially, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of just life changes just beca- from from being college age to, to being a couple years past that. I mean, you, you, you become an adult, right? You, yeah. And, and these sort of things make our view on life different. Of course, it's going to be different for everyone, right? But in our shoes, right? I yeah. think even though you haven't been in the same practice of writing, because in college you're writing every day, pretty much. Yeah. And you may be out of practice, but your thoughts, ideas, and the way that you tell stories may have matured in a way that if you start writing, you can get back into the practice that you had in college just with a completely different lens on life. And I think that is where you're going to see if you if you do start to write this next section, I think you're going to see growth in that, especially because you started writing the first part of Loser a couple years ago, right? Or you, at least yeah. you had the idea of it. So it's going to be really neat to see the difference in that writing. And if you start to really see that grow and that deeper thought process and character development and emotional ties to those characters that you have, I think then then you are well on your way, right? I think that's yeah. the gauge or the threshold that we're looking at. Yeah. And that's why I do want to go the route of writing something new because mm-hmm. I think that's... Uh, I can do better than what I previously 
have written, like what I currently have. Not that I think that it's bad, but I think mm-hmm. I can just put my best foot forward. Uh, and I think the ideas that I have in my head, the outlines, the stuff that I have written for what I uh, intend for this uh, little snippet to be, um, I think it, I think it could be really good. And I think it could be a good showcase of my perspective, a good showcase of uh, my ability to, uh, you know, write anything prose-ish. My ability to give voice to characters, to structure, whatever. I think uh, I, I have the ability or the potential at least to make something that that best showcases all that I'm capable of than what I have already previously written. Uh, And I think that's also me just trying to force myself to do it. Right. Uh, It's that motivation. It's that, that this is our deadline. This is what our goal is. And I love goal oriented stuff. Your goal is to get into school. Your goal is also to create something awesome, right? Yeah. And what's great is that the limit's 15 pages, so I don't even have to write all of it. And you're not I, allowing I just that right. right now. And you're not you're what you're doing is you're not you're 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 staying within the scope, right? You yeah. aren't allowed to like of course you're allowed to. You could write a 100-page sketch right now. But for this specific our goal is 15 pages. And yeah. I don't know if this makes any sense at all, but you know, as a friend you know, as, as somebody who's like right there with you, hoping that that, I mean, part of, you know, I set our goal. I know it's your thing, but I think our, the friend group that we have, the folks around us, the community that around us, we, we have to push each other to meet those goals. Yeah. Right. And so I'm here all for it, pushing you positive energy. We're going to get this thing done and you're going to be proud of it. And then you're going to get into the school that you want to get into. And then you're going to further develop what you've already created. You're going to build off of these 15 pages. So yeah. and then I'm it, calling And then yeah. it just gets easier because you're and in just the school mindset of having to churn out thing after thing. And it's going At to be super cool. Ideally, it gets well, easier. Right. Well, and here's the other thing that, you know, now, now that we're speaking of, we talked about the growth between practice in college and then maturity now, Right. And then imagine, imagine having work that you can show from pre after high school. So high school, you did some sketches, post high school, college, post college, and then like a terminal degree. Like imagine that progression of, of your maturity in writing. I mean, that's going to be so cool. And the only way you can really see that is if you write now. Yeah. And continue writing for the rest of your life, right? That's the coolest thing ever. Easy. 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 <laughs> Easy money. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited for you. I'm super excited yeah. for you. So I'm I'm hoping as I travel, obviously I'm working as I travel, uh, but I'm hoping I can just find some off time to, you know, use the – sometimes it has helped. Like sometimes – like before I, I had a car – after uh, we graduated and I like took the train up from Cleveland oh, yeah. to Huntingdon for homecoming. Sometimes I, I would just use that to, you know, use that as time to write my notebook and stuff like that. And just the, the idea of trying to do something in a different location as opposed to being my head against the same wall every day. Yeah. Sometimes it's just the, the idea of being 
outside of my usual routine or scope yeah helps get my my brain going a little bit more uh so hopefully i'll be able to find some time as i as i travel just to you know even if it's just in my notebook or i'm actually opening up my laptop to to write yeah some actual pages or anything like that but uh yeah that's the big thing there are other pieces of the application but uh the writing sample is what i'm most concerned about and what i have the most control over and most Um, excited about hopefully right yeah yeah Yeah, because i mean letters of recommendation i have people in mind hopefully they say something nice about me don't brag you never know Um, these days yeah but (laughs) uh and then i have to do like a a short like personal essay or something oh yeah that'll be fun Uh, but yeah that'll be i think that's easier Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, me, well, I don't know. Some that, folks struggle that. talking about themselves. Yeah, absolutely. But but for for me, I th- I think that's that's a little bit easier, especially when I, in my line of work, am reading applications where people are doing these personal essays and things right. like that. So I wonder. I wonder I have how a, much an advantage that way. Well, that yeah. Well, yeah. But I also I wonder how much these admission folks look at both like their writing sample and the personal statement, and they look to see how similar it is. Right. Hmm. I mean, I think that would be fascinating. Now, I'm sure they go through thousands of them and they're just sort of like, oh, they they checked. They did this. They did this. They did this. Oh, this guy seems cool. He graduated from junior out college. Super cool. So but uh, yeah. Oh, man, that's exciting. Yeah. No, this is yeah. this is good. This is good. And then somewhere in there, I'll write the sketch for processing. Yes, that's <laughs> that's going to happen. Hopefully sooner than later. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. And then we'll do something where you have to do homework. Well, I'm just waiting. <laughs> My work okay. starts as soon as that that stuff is written. You know, I'm ready okay. to produce it. Okay. okay. So okay. this is going we'll on two we'll years of waiting. Speaking of yeah. which, uh, a nice memory on Facebook popped up uh, maybe less than a month ago, a couple weeks ago, from uh, sitting in the old townhome I lived in. Remember, you came over. Jack Badger was there before he went on his trip. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and that that image that that showed up. It was kind of neat to to look back yeah. and say, you know, a year ago we were recording. Yeah, man, those were the days. Those were the days. How Not far really. have we fallen off? Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> we, yeah. Well, <laughs> shout out, shout out. Shout out, shout out to Jack. Yep. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, did I put you, you on the burner enough? Yeah. Are you Are you done? Uh, you um, motivated? You, uh, yeah. I'm. I am more motivated. I've I've been honestly throughout like the past week or two. I've been kind of getting more and more amped up. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that's good. good. Yeah. How about you? What What have you been doing with your life outside of? going to beaches and and hanging out with your pets yeah well they're cute you know that although we'll figure out the tinkle problem and and that's a story for another day but uh (laughs) no i think we gotta tell it right now well the poor poppy just gets really excited and you know yeah i i finally uh after coral society this week i finally went over to nate's afterwards and met uh farley nate's new golden retriever and uh as lots of smaller dogs are, uh, he was frightened by my uh, brute strength size and height. Yeah, brute yeah. strength. Uh, my huge biceps. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and uh, peed a little bit a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It turns out he did really need to go to the bathroom. When I took him out, he peed yeah. for like a minute straight. But you're right. Yeah. little excitement. Yeah. little. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he was still very cute. And I think Mopsy uh, liked me again since I didn't yeah. have the big scary brownie. Yeah, me. though you smelled like brownie because at first she was cowering. Yeah, she was, she was like, sure ah, at first. Where's the big dog? But but, the, but then she started yeah. getting excited and started yeah. running through my legs like she Yo, used yeah. to. Yeah, she yeah, does doing like the figure eights. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, they're good pups. Yeah. Good pups. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so where where do I start? Uh, so outside of work, obviously. So within work, I mean, you know. As we've talked about, it's ramping up. Semester just started. A lot of projects going on. But this is this is outside of work stuff. Um, biggest thing for me, uh, the past month, I guess, we've been working on um, a wedding video that we just sent to our client the other day. Um, and it's funny enough, we just received a response back from them today. Uh, but uh, it's, a, it's a long process. You know, it's a long day usually of filming. Uh, you know, working out all of the scheduling stuff, working along the photographer, working with the, the, the parents of the bride and groom and and the whole family. So like, it's a long day and you're, you're really thinking about a lot of things outside of just, you know, what you're filming, because if uh, a real professional is going to film for the edit, right? And so the pa- the first couple weddings that I did, I was just capturing as much as I could, right? As much as my battery would let me in my camera, as much as the SD card allowed, and I'd film as much as I could. I'd get as much audio snippets as I could. Um, but as I've progressed, and as my my business partner and I, we've you know taken on more more clients and stuff, and done more weddings, you know, you realize that three of the exact same shot isn't needed, right? Especially when you're shooting at 4K, 60 frames per second, like that's a lot of information that you're storing on these cards. Uh, so yeah. a lot of new like thoughts and processes are going through my head. So the, over the past month, uh, I guess it was just about a month we just delivered. That's what we shoot for. Is uh, we uh, what we what we try to do is we try to give them a uh, like a social media teaser that's uh, about less than a minute long, like up to a minute, so that it can be posted on. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that, uh, so that they can have you know within within a couple weeks of the wedding, maybe two weeks at the most, right? And then we spend the rest of that time, you know, curating the 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 things that we have, organizing the B roll and the audio and stuff like that, and then pulling together the the wedding. So over the past month or so, we've been you know finalizing, pulling together, adding all these things. So the the wedding video is our most recent one. Uh, the wedding was in July. Is that seven? Seven July. Uh, was it the one where we were in Maine, but you had to do a wedding? Yes. Yeah. So that was that's like uh, mid July ish. Mid July. Yeah. So it was yeah, mid July. Like I, I had to miss. Yeah. Unfortunately, I had to miss the the yearly Maine get together. Hopefully, I can come to the next one. But um, but you know, weddings they book like a year in advance. But anyways. Yeah. Um, so this wedding went perfect. It was great. It was really hot, but man, it was great. We got some really great footage. It was, you know, beautiful. And this specific video, we were able to focus a little bit more on 
some color grading stuff. We were able to match our color, like the colors uh, within our cameras and stuff. We were really able to pull together something really neat. And there's just sort of a growth because you can see from like four years ago when we did our first wedding all the way up till, you know, now you can see a progression of where, where did we focus? Did we focus on upgrading the audio quality? Did we focus on getting all of the skin tones correct? Did we focus on, you know, trying to try out different color schemes and LUTs and stuff? Uh, and it's really neat to see the progression, similar to your writing, where we're maturing in what we create, like maturing yeah. in our look, right? Uh, yeah. So it's exciting to pull something together. And then, of course, I was just saying uh, today we, we heard back from the bride and groom. Um, and uh, it just feels so good after a month of, you know, collaborating remotely because my, my business partner and I, we don't live in the same area. He lives two hours away. And so we're using Premiere Pro and, you know, collaborating remotely. And it's, it's difficult uh, at times. Yeah. But man, after a month of really just constant, it's like sitting on your shoulder, um, trying to finalize these things, trying to make sure all the audio levels are complete, all of this stuff. Uh, to have it pulled together and then send it out and and get a such a sort of overwhelming appreciation for the work that you do it just it, f- it feels like nothing else like it is so great and i think this is one of the things that in weddings you specifically get right because it's such an emotional packed day and if after about a month yeah. those emotions start to kind of simmer a little bit right yeah start to cool down a little bit not the love, not 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 the the marriage itself, <laughs> but just sort of the hype of the day or the hype of the the, yeah, the days yeah, leading sure. up to it. And so it's for for a bride and groom to then watch this video, you know, to relive some moments, to to see motion, not just stills. Like the pictures are great, but to to relive smiles, to relive tears, to relive the colors of the moment and the way people m- mingled and were chat, you know. All of these things in video is so powerful because it invokes different emotions that just the picture doesn't necessarily do, right? A picture could invoke a thousand words, right? But but the movement and the colors and everything that you pull together in video and the sound design and everything, it, just, it can really put you back into that space. And that's what we aim for every time. Now, we don't necessarily hit the mark throughout this whole 10-minute highlight, right? 10-minute highlight is long. Most yeah, of the, most of time. most of the highlight actually is uh, the speeches, which is of course a lot of times what the folks what what they want. Like the bride and groom specifically say, "We want best man," um, or you know, what is a best man? Maid of honor. Maid of honor. That's what it is. We want their <laughs> speeches in this highlight. So the speeches go on for you know you have to edit the speeches and pull together, and make them sound coherent. A lot of times people have had lots of drinks and stuff. So, anyways. The majority of that are the speeches, but when we get to these cinematic moments where we're doing the cake cutting or where we're, you know, having the first dance and stuff, or we're having the dance with the the, the uh, groom and the groom's mother and the bride and the bride's father, like some of these traditional things that a lot of folks really look forward to, picking out those emotional shots, you know, really capturing those things is, those are golden shots, Right. That's where you're going to get the bride and groom, hopefully, to shed a tear or to, you know, reminisce on that time. And so a month time frame, I've noticed, is like perfect, right? Not only does it take a month to pull it together, but it's it's like a perfect time frame because, like I said, as, as you know, as the honeymoon has gone perhaps and, you know, you're going back into regular life as a married couple, 
now I get to relive this entire moment, right? And maybe you watch it once a year. Maybe you watch it twice a year. But ideally, if we've done a good job, every time they watch it, they relive some of those moments and perhaps it just fills our heart with joy or it makes them cry a little. Like those are emotions that we're trying to invoke. And so that's our goal. And I think this this past wedding, I think we did it. Now we have two or three weddings coming up here in the coming weeks. So it's going to be all hands on deck. I'll give updates yeah. as we go. Uh, if you're interested in wedding videography and want to chat, certainly, you know, we can chat if you're interested in writing and all of this other stuff that, you know, Jacob's going through that process, certainly reach out to the show as well. Uh, yeah. It's so neat that we have two very different pathways and we're able to talk about it in a creative manner because it's just, I mean, that's just super cool. That's what we do, right? That's our yeah. thing. SWTD at gmail.com. Shameless. You're so good. <laughs> well, at you're that. saying to reach out. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's largely largely what I've been up to. Um, I really enjoy it. I I think I enjoy weddings over real estate videos, over yeah sh- small commercial stuff because you know the people are going to be happy when it's done. Most likely, if you do a good job, but they're not going to be crying potentially, right? You're not going to have that emotional uh, reaction to your work. And when you first experience that with your work, you can't really go back, right? Yeah. Now, uh, tell me this. I mean, you you are pretty versed in the wedding video. Uh, Yeah. Is there – do you still get nervous about missing the shot? Absolutely. So – so we've talked about this before. If it when it happens, it happens, especially in a wedding, right? There's no redos, right? There's no no redos. So absolutely, it's nerve wracking the entire day. <laughs> but the thing that has changed over the past four years or so is that as you the way and we've talked about this with gear, as you accumulate more gear, you set yourself up for safety shots. You set yourself up for success right? The first wedding we did, we've talked about this. We had two cameras and one died, right? What? How do you even create (laughs) something after that? So since then, four years of upgrading equipment, knowing what equipment to keep, what equipment to get rid of. Again, I am by no means rich. I am not able to buy the stuff that I need. Four years of accumulating though, Right, making the correct purchases, making purchases that will allow you to use that, those cameras or that equipment for years to come. As uh, you know, until you need an upgrade, and then when you need an upgrade, you still have a camera that you've mastered that can be a second shot. Those those are those moments are when you know you can really shine. For instance, the photographer jumps in front of the main shot you're working with on the on the kiss. Right? Oh, what do you do? Sorry, if you're a wedding photographer, I don't mean to put you under the bus but that has happened before right a a wedding photographer or somebody with a camera jumps up and gets you right in the shot or you they get right in the shot yeah and it's like what but then you remember well i've got this wide shot over here and you also have to remember that for this highlight film you know how long that kiss takes on the highlight film maybe two seconds right you're editing it to the beat right maybe five seconds at most depending on what song you use right so a wide wide shot for the for the kiss. We got it. We can move on. So, yeah, you still get nervous. You could have a hundred cameras going on. 
you're still going to be nervous. Still going to be nervous. Yeah. So, so that's that. I think I would have a lot of anxiety about that. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then, so, so after, when the wedding's done, right, here's the inside scoop on all this. Uh, when the wedding is done, you might feel a sense of success, right? Well, actually you have to take all this footage, organize it and make sure you got everything and look through it. It makes you got everything because you can't go to sleep really. No, uh, you know, not knowing if something corrupted, right? If something didn't, if you accidentally were recording when you pressed record and it stopped the recording when you thought you started, like there are so many things that can go wrong. And, uh, the wedding itself, the wedding day is a very long day and a very long evening, but it's all for fun. I mean, it's a different kind of video. It's a different kind of work. Yeah. I could talk about it all day, but I'll bore y'all. (laughs) <laughs> we got to get you no, on. Uh, we got to get you at, on a, on site to uh, to just shadow and to yeah. to do some creative stuff. Honestly, pulling together the wedding highlights and pulling together the teasers and stuff. I mean, that's what I love doing, right? Getting the colors correct, getting everything correct, getting a nice buttery smooth edit to a really beautiful song. That's always fun. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you use uh, like? Uh, stock music. Yeah, we use Artlist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I forget. Use... I always forget the what it is I use for work. Yeah, but we it's use, like we one use... of those things that's similar to like Epidemic Sound or something like that. Yeah, uh, it, it, this may be for another time, but you know, I've tried a whole variety of different things, whether it's stock music, sound effects, um, stock footage, stuff like that. You know, you n- you never know when you're going to need something. And, and I found, I think I like art lists the best. Uh, and again, this is another conversation perhaps, but, um, if you are doing video and you need audio, it, I've found great success in using art list. There's a lot of perks to using it. Yeah. Sounds right. I just checked. That's, oh yeah. That's I think they're very similar. Work. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Right. Yeah. You may have heard Brownie's back. Going at it, going at the bone. Always well, gotta. That uh, that may be a cue. Yeah. Unless you have any other funny. questions, I kind of grilled you earlier. Um, so well, I, I kind of feel you, bad. You just talk through. No, you you ask good questions, and I feel bad that I don't have many questions in return. Don't worry about you, it. You you talked uh, a lot about what I was curious about. Good. And then I briefly got distracted because when Brownie came marching back in, uh, he stood uh, in front of the door and through my Zoom window, he blended right he into the blended door. blended right into it the door. It was very funny. I was looking at that, too. I was wondering. <laughs> uh, <sighs> what a yeah, funny dog. That's good. That's a, that's a good uh, good therapy sesh. Yeah. yeah. As it were. Is as this it four? Were. Is this four? Oh, something like that. It's definitely more than two. So we I know yeah. we're successful so in that. Definitely yeah. a series. Uh, well, I guess we can just wrap up with some quick, definitely not procrastinating. Ooh. What do you yeah. got? Um, I am re-entering my bid for, um, well, this is another motivational thing. I'm, I'm retrying my go for my part 107. So the reason I didn't get it earlier mm. uh, was because I just with, I ran out of time with, you know, COVID and the different, uh, the testing centers aren't near me. So like the closest one is I think in Harrisburg. 
It's like or or past Harrisburg and uh, and for the uninitiated, this is the oh, sorry, drone is, certificate, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's so there are, there are rules. You're allowed to fly a drone for recreational purposes. Uh, outside of recreational purposes, you have to have this specific license. And so most you know recently, you know, I when I wasn't doing stuff for fun, for you know, I haven't been flying the drone at all, right? I don't want to get fined. I don't want to do all this stuff. So this is a huge step. It's a pretty pretty robust test like it is a difficult test it, you, you you pretty much are an air air person after this right you got to know how to read your maps and all this stuff and i'm sure there's folks out there who are who've gone through this process or are currently going through the process um but it's definitely something that i'm opening back up so that this pilot handbook of aeronautical knowledge has been sort of open on my desk as i absorb that information further i've i've already scheduled the test coming mm-hmm. up in, in october and so that's my little motivational push, uh, you know. Paid for the test, all this stuff. I gotta, I gotta be successful at it. So, so that's what I'm doing here. Uh, so over the couple months, I'll be updating y'all on how that goes, and hopefully in October when I take it, I get a passing grade. That's the goal. We'll do our first ever drone podcast. <laughs> that's right. Whatever that looks like. Whatever that looks like or sounds like. It's it's just like it starts with us ground level with two microphones. Then you just go up and you just stay there. Yeah, so it's just, you can't hear it's it. just an overhead shot. You just hear the buzzing. Yeah, yeah. I like right. the sound of that. <laughs> yeah. So that's my definitely not procrastinating because I'm certainly procrastinating, but I'm not allowed to procrastinate much. <laughs> sure. Well, for me, uh, this is definitely procrastinating, but also uh, inspiring in uh, a writer and director's ability to convey style consistently throughout uh, like five seasons of one show and then six seasons of the spinoff show that's just as good as the original show. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm talking about Better Call Saul, oh, uh, which ended Jacob. a couple weeks ago. Uh, what are you owe Jacobing me about? Just, I'm just owe Jacobing you, that's all. Uh, Better Call Saul is a spinoff of Breaking Bad, which is one of the greatest shows of all time. Uh, uh, and Better Call Saul is now also one of the greatest shows of all time. Uh, I will not be taking questions. It is up there with Barry as well. Um, but uh, yeah, Better Call Saul ended and I, I was rushing to, to catch up in time to see the finale live on, on air. Uh, and I just made it. Like I, I finally caught up like hours before the finale. Uh, and yeah, just such a great show, uh, really interesting way to take a character from the original, uh, Breaking Bad series and then just spin him off to make him, uh, and his own cast of characters kind of more tragic than the original Breaking Bad. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just, I highly recommend it's gotten me to go back and I haven't been like rewatching Breaking Bad, but I've just been watching clips on YouTube every now and again. When it like uh, and, comes together, or, you know, what yeah. do they call that? Cross crossover? Crossover? Yeah, is there there's like crossover? Uh, only a couple times later on. It's actually okay. pretty standalone. Uh, through most of it, I mean, it, you would definitely benefit to have watched Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, before watching Better Call Saul. But I think, by and large, there's, a, at least until, like, the very end, uh, yeah. y- you can watch it on your own. Because it's mostly a prequel, and then it goes into being a sequel. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so, yeah. Good show. Yeah. Sad it's over. 
but uh, probably needed to be over. It's been running for what ten years? No, it's no. Been, it was six seasons. I mean, I guess was it only you, six seasons? If you combine Breaking Bad and uh, oh, okay, because I'm thinking of Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Huh. Watch both of those shows; they're good. Yeah. yeah, I'm watching Umbrella Academy. It's a little. Wild. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. I yeah. would not have guessed that. Really? Why is that? Uh, I don't know. I just always envision you watching Peaky Blinders or love Peaky Blinders. Can't like get enough a documentary of it. or or Nashville with Winter too. or something. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, those. Are, I mean, this is. You know, we watch a show at night, basically. Yeah. If that, you know. If I go no. to bed early, then I'm not watching the show. But, uh, <laughs> I make her pause it so that we can watch it together. Otherwise, she'll just nice. keep watching it. Yeah. So well, that's why I just rewatch it. Like I, I watch all the Marvel shows on my own and stuff like that, and then I watch them again with Harry. Yeah. See, I don't because I, for that. I can't wait. Yeah. See, I wish I had more time for that, but I, I don't allot myself time. It's either sleep or watch. So, anyways, I think enough of that. That was a good show. Thanks for tuning in. Till next yeah. time. Till next time. Thanks for listening. Write That Down is produced by Nate Ulrich and Jacob Novak. Music for this podcast includes Answered by Ketza and Dream 13 by Punchdeck. You can find links to both artists in the description for this episode. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can email your questions or topic suggestions to askwtd at gmail.com. Once again, that's askwtd at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.